Let's do it then. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church this morning. It's good to see everybody here. Uh, this morning, we're just really thankful to be gathered in the house of the Lord this morning. Just take a few minutes as we start to play to shake hands with one another, give a hug here and there, and welcome everyone into church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us today. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful.
Because God inhabits the praises of his people. And as we praise him, he meets us there. How amazing, how amazing, how amazing that is. Oh God, we praise you. We praise you for the depth of your love within us. We praise you for the work that you're doing within us. We thank you, Lord, that you have moved in for us. You have moved in. You are enabling us. You are equipping us. You are building us. You are strengthening us. You are encouraging us. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You are so amazing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just looked over, looked over some of the prayer requests that I've, our prayers that I've had in the last little while, and it's so encouraging to see there's just little inklings of answers coming as we have all prayed for Jarrett that Jarrett who's that young man who is having trouble with Crips he is starting to have what they hope is circulation coming back to into his legs and hopefully he's losing some of the pain that he was in and we will continue to lift him up because God watches over his word to perform it and we have spoken the word of God over Jarrett. He is being healed in the name of Jesus. And my brother, hallelujah, I found out he's had to take away some of his high blood pressure medication. And that is a victory. Thank you, Lord. 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 You answer prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, you just love each one of us so much. And we praise you. We praise you in the beauty of your holiness this morning. We praise you. 
lift your hearts in praise. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. As we pray together and praise you, we praise you, Lord. You are holiness in our lives, Lord. You are holiness in our lives. And we're so grateful we can praise you. We just praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We lift up your name. We honor your name in this place. Hallelujah. This place is dedicated to you. And we dedicate ourselves to you this morning, Lord. Once more, we just dedicate ourselves to you again afresh. Just work in our lives, Lord. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Shining down, blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name, blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. Every blessing, every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Blessed be a glorious name. Every blessing, every blessing you pour out, I turn back to praise. Yes, when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. You give and take away. Give and take away. My heart 
way I choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Oh, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Every blessing you pour out, I will turn back to praise. Let's give him a clap offering this morning. Yes, to you, O oh Lord. To you, O oh Lord. To you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. We turn our thanks into praise for you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. We're going to praise him this morning with that wonderful old hymn of the church. There is power in the blood. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide There's wonderful power in the blood Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power blood of the Lamb. Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in His life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free? Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? 
there's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service? Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood Would you live daily His praises to sing There's wonderful power In the blood Oh there's power Power Wonder work and power In the blood Of the Lamb There is power Power Wonder work and power In the precious blood Of the Lamb In the precious blood of the Lamb, in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah for the power in the blood. Yes, Lord, praise you. We praise you. Thank you for the power in the blood of Jesus, the power that sets us free from sin and enables us to live a life beyond compare, empowered by him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. It's so nice to see Vi back with us this morning after the cold and ice and snow of winter. It's great. (laughs) Great to see Vi back with us. And I always think of Vi when we sing this song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Um, it was a song that we sang at her and John's 50th anniversary. And so I really remember that. And what a testimony that Vi and John always were of God's faithfulness. And that's what we want to be. We're, those of us who are a little younger, we're still building that in our lives. But John and Vi modeled it for us and great is thy faithfulness can just be sung over them over and over great is thy faithfulness oh god my father there is no shadow of turning with thee thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies.
nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new Lamentations 3.22 says, It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed, because his tender compassions fail not. His tender compassions toward us fail not. Verse 23, They are new every morning, and great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. Say that with me. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. When you say in your word you will be faithful, you are faithful. You have been faithful to us always and your faithfulness will continue. Hallelujah. Let's just sing that first verse and the chorus again. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou change compassions they fail not as thou hast been thou forever will be great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning 
God, we do thank you for your faithfulness. We do thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, unto us, your faithfulness is amazing. It is amazing, and we are so thankful. So thankful for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to sing about Jesus, who is the hope of the nations. The psalmist said in Psalm 39, 7, My hope is in you. My hope is in you, Lord. And we can always say our hope is in you, Lord. Zechariah 9, 12 calls us prisoners of hope. There's never a time that we can get away from hoping in God unless we make that decision, but hope is always there in God. A prisoner of hope is one who refuses to stop hoping in God, and we refuse to stop hoping in God. Hoping in God is a springboard for our faith to take off from and hold, hold on to God's promises. Oh God, we just say we have hope. We are going forward as a church. We are going forward into this community, Lord. We are going forward with a Sunday school. We are going forward. We are going forward because we have hope in you, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. We can have that hope. And Jeremiah says, yes, I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. He will perform it for us. Jesus is the hope of the nations, the hope of our nation. Jesus, hope of the nations. Jesus, comfort for all who mourn. You are the source of heaven's hope on earth. Yes, Lord. Jesus, light in the darkness. Jesus, truth in each circumstance. You are the source of heaven's light on earth. In history, you lived and died. You broke the chains. You rose to Shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead, conquering fear. Our Prince of Peace, drawing us near. Jesus, our hope, living for all who will receive. Lord, we Jesus, hope of the nations. Jesus, hope of the nations. 
Jesus, comfort for all who mourn. You are the source of heaven's hope on earth. Jesus, light in the darkness. Jesus, truth in each circumstance. You are the source of heaven's light. chains you rose to lie you are the hope living in us you are the rock in whom we trust you are the light shining for all the world to see you rose from the dead conquering fear our prince of peace Drawing us near, Jesus our hope, living for all who will receive. Lord, we believe you are the hope, you are the hope living in us. You are the rock in whom we trust, you are the light shining for all the world. You rose from the dead, conquering fear, our Prince of Peace, drawing us near. Jesus, our hope, living for all who will receive. Lord, we believe. Lord, we Lord, we believe. Lord, we believe. Lord, we believe. You are the hope living in us. You are the rock in whom we trust. You are the light shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead, conquering fear, our Prince of Peace, drawing us near, Jesus our hope, living for all who will receive. Lord, we believe, Lord, we Thank you, Lord. You are the hope. You are the hope of our nation. And it doesn't take long when you turn on the news to see that our nation needs hope. Our nation needs Jesus. Our nation needs Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. And you provided him for us. Lord, we believe. We believe. We believe, Lord. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from us, but uphold us with your free spirit. Be still, there is a healer. Be still, there is a healer. His love is deeper than the sea. His mercy is unfailing. His arms a fortress for the weak.
are my strength as I pour out my heart. These things I remember. You are faithful, God, forever. Oh yes, Lord. Be still. There is a river that flows from Calvary's tree, a fountain for the thirsty, your grace that washes over me. Let faith arise, let faith arise. in each one of us to trust in that river that flows from Calvary's tree. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to pour out into this community from what's in our hearts. And what's in our hearts is amazing because you've put it there. You've put it there, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we can't pour out what we haven't received ourselves. So just keep pouring into us, Lord. We thank you for that. We just wait on you, Lord. We want you to pour into us. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, as we sit here in your presence this morning, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are more than enough for us. You have brought us here. You've known us since before we were conceived. You knew us. You knew what we'd be doing today. And we want to be seen in your house. Yes, God. We want to worship your name. We want to lift up the name of Jesus in this place. 
We honor and magnify him. Yes, God. And this morning we are invited to come right into the Holy of Holies. When Jesus died on the cross, it says the skies were darkened and the boulders and rocks split open and the temple curtain that was in front of the Holy of Holies four-inch thick curtain was ripped from the top to the bottom. And we got absolute access into the Holy of Holies, into the Holy of Holies where God was waiting for us there. Hallelujah. And he's given us Jesus within us and Jesus around us and the Holy Spirit within us. Just come into the Holy of Holies this morning. Come into the Holy of Holies. Enter by the blood of the Lamb. Come into His presence with singing. Worship at the throne of with singing worship at the throne of God lifting holy hands to the King of Kings worship with singing worship at the throne of God lifting holy hands to the king of kings worship with singing worship at the throne of God come into the holy of holies enter by the blood of the lamb come into his presence with singing worship at the throne of
before you and we worship you. We worship you. Yes, Lord. We just raise our hands and worship you. You are so wonderful in our lives. You give us all. You give us all. And we're so grateful, Lord. We just honor and lift up your name. We exalt your name in this place today. We exalt your name, Lord. All you have done for us for every one of us, Lord, we all have access into the Holy of Holies. We all have access to the blood of Jesus. He shed it for all of us. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You are so full and rich and giving out so much to us, God. So amazing you are. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your presence is very real in the Holy of Holies. Yes, God. Yes, God. You care about the things on our hearts. If there's worry there, you want to take it away. If there's anxiety anywhere, you want to get rid of it. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Once more, come into the Holy of Holies. Enter by the blood of the Lamb. Come into his presence with singing. Worship at the throne of God. Come into the holy of holies. Enter by the blood of the Lamb. Come into his presence with singing. Worship at the throne of God. Lifting holy. Jesus. Oh, yes, God. 
Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, we worship your name. We worship your name, Lord. We worship your name. We worship your name, Lord. We worship your name. You are holy, Lord. You are holy, Lord. Oh, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. Worship you. Lord, we worship you. Father, we thank you for your presence with us here. And God, as Pastor Steve ministers the word to us this morning, oh, let your anointing rise up within him, Lord. We thank you for him. We thank you for your blessing on him. We thank you for your power within him. We thank you that he is a gift from you to us. Father, we thank you. We thank you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Welcome this morning. Welcome. Is it, is it on? There we go. We got it. Good morning. How many enjoyed the sunshine yesterday? Wasn't it fantastic? Five degrees Celsius. I say bring it on. God is good. That's right. I, I was enjoying watching snow melt yesterday. I went over to No Frills where uh, lots of people were shopping. Great sale on there, by the way, if you haven't uh, went over and checked out the sale. Um, but uh, as I was walking back to the van, I just happened to notice all of the, the snow piles. And around the piles on the pavement, you could see the water just running. And I'm saying, praise God, spring is coming. Bring it on. And I saw people with shorts and T-shirts on, of all things. So five degrees in Alberta, and it's summer, right? So there you go. I, it was warm. It was great. How many enjoying that uh, sunshine, enjoying the sunshine today? And uh, just so glad that everyone is here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Maple Street Worship Center. Just want to do that again. Just welcome. Uh, and... Um, and anyway, I just want to check, are the, are the kids going up? Are the kids going upstairs today? They are? They are? They are? Okay. Well, the kids are going to go up, 
And we're so glad the kids could be with us. Because one of the things I, I think that is so important, just to let you know, is that the kids worship with us, right? We want the kids to experience God. We want them to experience the Holy Spirit. We want them to worship with us. And uh, we're thankful that we're moving in, in, a, in an area where we can have the kids learn at their age level. How many know that you didn't go uh, to school when you were in, in primary and learn to do calculus? You had to learn uh, just what numbers were, right? One, two, three, A, B, C, that sort of thing, right? So uh, your colors and all that stuff. So we want, we want children to learn the basics at a level that they can understand. And so we're so happy that we have a wonderful space upstairs in the treehouse and some folks that are moving in to volunteer. So we're going to ask the children to come and um, just we're going to come up. We're going to bless them. Can we do that? Can we bless the kids? We want to be, be an intergenerational, but we also want to be a church that is pa- passing the baton, passing on the faith to the next generation. So we get the, get the kids come. And then I'm going to hand over the microphone to, uh, to uh, let someone pray. And I see the kids are reluctant this morning. This is kind of new, right? We just got going last week a little bit. And uh, so fantastic. Are we missing any, anyone? No, I think they're, they're... Round them up. Let's do the roundup here. Let's do the roundup. We need, we need a lasso. Lincoln should have a lasso, shouldn't he? Well, get him with his hat on. And, yeah. Practicing. So a great bunch of kids. And Lincoln, uh, would, you, would you mind asking the Lord to bless the kids as they go? Should we wait for a few more here? We got, we got some more. Deborah's coming up. I think there's a couple in the bathroom. But Father in heaven, we thank you and we praise you for, for this generation that you're raising up. Thank you, Father, for revealing yourself to these children. Father, we thank you for the call you've placed on their lives, for the purpose you've created them. Father, we ask that you would enable each of these children to hear your purpose and to know your purpose in their hearts. Release them to, to uh, grow up to be the young men and young women of the Lord that you want them to be, that they would be powerful in you, that they would walk in truth, and that they would represent you well. Father, we ask that you would minister to their hearts and that you would reveal yourself to them today. In Jesus' name we ask this. We ask for your anointing and your presence up in the uh, in treehouse and uh, with the teachers and with the children. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you for entrusting your children to us. And, and uh, So we want to be a blessing to them. Amen. Just a few announcements this morning uh, before we move into our, uh, our tithe and our offering. And, and uh, just want to mention, um, of course, on Tuesday nights, we're continuing with uh, When God's People Pray. I believe it's study number five out of six, and we're going to continue on with some other uh, things coming up. You will, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get that to you next week for sure. Uh, of course, um, on Tuesday, March the 27th, for those that are interested in uh, getting involved in Next Generation Ministries. That's a great way to put it. It's our Sunday morning children's, but Next Generation Ministries, um, we are going to be having uh, the opportunity to, uh, 
to look at a webinar, probably only maybe half an hour, 40 minutes maximum, not a lot of time. And it's going to be put on by Leon Welk and also by Jeremy Gifford. He is the youth ministry specialist at, uh, at our district office. And the two of them are going to be sharing the time. And so for those who are interested in getting involved, uh, you've, you've taken plan to protect and, and you want to get involved, we can get things moving along. We would really love, we, how many know we need many hands and many hands make light work? There you go. You guys know it. Many hands make light work. So I just want to highlight that. Of course, at the end of the month, uh, Friday, March 30th is our community Good Friday service. We always meet with uh, at least um, two or three or th- three or four other churches uh, in the community as we worship together on Good Friday. And this is our turn to host. So really excited about that. And of course, Easter is coming up and I'm looking at a pancake breakfast. I was talking to Penny about the pancakes that I make. And uh, so as long as we have the, yeah, I, I really like making pancakes, don't I, Logan? Making pancakes. Uh, and there's, there's no, just, I was going to jokingly say there's no sugar, no butter, no fat in these pancakes. So when we bless them, they'll just all turn to protein and build up muscle, right? So, all carbs. It's all carbs. It's, it's, yeah, but it's good. It's tasty. And so uh, working on that. So just to let you know, Easter Sunday and uh, the idea is we'll, we'll try to get the pancakes done up and, and uh, bring some fruit uh, and uh, your favorite topping to add to what you want to do there. So, and, and of course, uh, for those who don't have their plan to protect applications in, I, I would um, encourage you to do so. We want to be a church that's reaching uh, children and, and, and families, and, and so we need people to, uh, to get involved in that way. And it just helps us to let the folks know that we are running a safe environment. I don't know about you, but uh, I've discovered that if, if the last generation's parents were helicopter parents, that this generation is sidecar parents. So wherever the motorcycle goes, it's the sidecar right alongside. So they're concerned about safety, security, and the place being sanitary. So there's the three S's. Safety, uh, security, sanitary, and we want to be that kind of a church. So we have taken the pains to, or the, the strides to do that. We have uh, Penny, who is uh, well-trained in administrating and training and plan to protect, and of course, uh, Ed as well. And uh, so we want to let people know that we are uh, running a safe environment for children and youth, and so we want to get uh, those applications submitted. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Uh, there's so much bad news out there, we want to be good news. Amen? We don't want ba- bad things to happen. We want to be good news to our community. So this, uh, this morning, we're going to uh, receive our morning tithe and offering. And as our ushers come this morning, thank you for, for your volunteering. Just want to let you know a couple of other tidbits uh, for those who may not be aware, we are now online at www.maplest.ca. It's the same domain name that we had. And, of course, with any website, uh, there's, it's always under construction, always morphing, always changing, always adding new content. And so check us out, maplestreet.ca. We also have a Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, look for it. Search us up, Maple Street Worship Center. Like the page. And uh, we're going to try to load content on the social media as well. That's where people are at today. They're on the Internet. They're checking things out before they ever drive into your parking lot. They know all about you. 
what you're doing. Oh, it's true. So they check you all out before they do that. So we want to be have a, a presence uh, also on the worldwide web. And of course we do. We, we have always had um, uh, the sermons and uh, services uploaded. We thank uh, Ryan for, for taking care of those types of things and others. And so we just want to um, have a presence there. And also one last thing before we receive our offering, and I'm going to ask Ryan to pray in a few moments, lead us in that prayer, is that, um, is that over the next three weeks, uh, starting next week, before the message, we're going to be showing a short video uh, that's going to feature a few churches in, in our neck of the woods, in the Alberta Northwest Territories District. And what God is doing in their locations, in their contacts, and how God is, uh, is doing some amazing things, and they're seeing uh, their church begin to reach out to the community. They're touching all sorts of different lives. And uh, so just want to let you know, so don't miss it next week. Next week, first in a series of few videos to show you what's happening around our district. And I'm going to ask Ryan if Ryan would lead us this morning as we receive our, our morning tithing offering. God bless you. As we receive today's offering, we are believing you for heaven open, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible with you or you have a mobile device that can hook onto our presentation software or you might use Bible Gateway. But whatever you have in your hand, if you could go to Nehemiah chapter 4 this morning. Nehemiah chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at about 18, 20 verses or so. 18, 20 verses. And uh, how many remember what the message was last week? Anybody remember what it was? I'll give you a hint. the, The words begin with R, and there's only two of them. I heard something back there. Resolve was one. What was another one? Close. Close. Well, it's a theme, yeah, okay. Reality. Reality and resolve, right? Reality and resolve. How many know this morning that when, when, um, when we get to a place where we determine to do something, and we looked at that and the idea of resolve, when you determine to do something, how many approach it, and I have before, and you'll approach it with, the ide- with, with an ideal in mind. How many ever look at it and say, what I'm expecting is up here? Right? And how many expect sometimes that the road to get from A to B is going to be fairly straightforward? How many would? Now, when you're young, that's the way you think, right? As you get a little older, you get a little wiser, Right? 
My mom thought that when my dad was going to do a, because he was a Mr. Fix-It. My dad was a Mr. Fix-It. He could fix anything. His idea was a man could build it, then, then we could fix it. So it didn't matter if it was electrical. It didn't matter if it was plumbing. He was very good with that stuff. He could build uh, piston pumps from other parts and things. And, and uh, he was a mechanic, and so he had those, those skills and those abilities. And, uh, but whenever my mom had this idea of getting something done, her mind was this. The timeline was five minutes. That was her expectation. Of course, nothing ever gets done in five minutes. And all the guys said, amen, right, to that. Nothing ever gets done in five minutes. But how many understand that we oftentimes have ideals? And I'm sort of thinking to myself that maybe when Nehemiah went into that situation, like we oftentimes do go into different circumstances and situations, that you have a, um, uh, an idea of how you think it's going to go. But can I suggest this morning that whenever we set out to do something great for God, that we're going to end up having something called opposition. Opposition. Amen? And so, Lord, we come this morning and uh, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for the, the account of the Old Testament. And we thank you, Jesus, that uh, we can look back and we can see patterns. We can see similarities. Things that have happened that we can relate to. But I pray this morning, Lord, that as we relate to it, that we'll also find nuggets of truth therein that can help us, Lord. Help us as we move forward in what you have for us, Lord, as we seek to rebuild, to restore, to renew, to continue on what you have done in the past. We thank you for what you have done in the past, Lord. We praise you for that. We praise you for the good times. We praise you for the times when you moved upon hearts. We praise you for the times when you brought healing. We praise you for the times that you brought deliverance. We praise you for all those wonderful things. But we ask, Lord, that you would continue, continue to move us in the right direction. Move us together, Lord, in love, unity, harmony, peace, in step with the Holy Spirit. And we praise you and thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. We just, I just feel something great is happening. Just feel like something good is about to happen, Lord. So may your will be done. May you be glorified in our lives, in this church, and in this community. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now, when we were looking at this last week, we determined that they were uh, resolved to rebuild. But of course, we move into chapter 4, and we come up with a thing called opposition. And I want to talk about overcoming opposition this morning. Overcoming opposition. Now, if you were with us in the last week, you'll, you'll remember that we kind of left off on the place where their enemies that were coming against, about ready to rise up against them. We found that, that the God of Israel had this rebuilding team, but that rebuilding team had enemies. And we know that there was Sanballat and there was Tobiah, and they wanted nothing to do than for Nehemiah to fail. And the reason why is this, is because if Nehemiah failed then it was a loss in God's column. Amen? That's how they understood it. But I don't know about you this morning, but I don't want the enemy to have his way. I don't want the enemy to get the win. I want the enemy to be defeated. I want the enemy to be kicked to the curb. 
And so therefore, as we move ahead, as we move ahead, as we have that resolve in our hearts, as we face our reality, and we determine that the reality, as we mentioned last week, is only an episode, it's not the complete story. God is still writing the story, and we have a part to play in it. That as we do, as we move forward, that we are going to receive opposition. But we need to know some of the ways that we can deal with that. And so this morning, just a few things. But you'll notice this, is that if you go to verse 1 in chapter 4, we're going to read this, we can put this on the screen if you like. It says, when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? In other words, are they going to build this place and be able to worship their Lord? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Can you hear the sarcasm here this morning? And Tobiah the Ammonite was at his side. Reminds me of the guys that were in the balcony on the Muppet Show. And here's Tobiah the Ammonite. Yeah, every, listen, you're going to find them everywhere. And it says who was at his side and said, what are they building? Even if a fox climbed up on it, he would break down their wall or their wall of stones. Interestingly enough here this morning is that, is that they, they come at Nehemiah with a certain kind of weapon. How many know when you think of power? When I think of power, I think of how much I can leg press at the gym. No, just joking. When I think of power, 600 is not bad. But when I think of power, how many ever think of, like, electricity? You think of maybe um, some sort of a atomic bomb or something. You think of power. Well, how many understand this morning that there is power in the tongue? There's power in the tongue. And I want you to notice what the first thing that they're doing when it comes to their opposition against the Israelites as they are rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem is that their opposition comes in the form of words, but, the, but it's opposition by intimidation. So if you're writing any notes, you can write it down. Opposition by intimidation. And what they're doing is they're coming against them and they're saying, Really now? I mean, come on, you guys. Like, you're really going to build this wall? You're really going to do it? You're, you mean, you're really going to build? I mean, you, you really think you're going to get this done? I mean, look at, look at it. Just look at your, I mean, look at what you're doing. I mean, if a fox climbed up, if it was a squirrel, it would, a baby could stick their pinky finger against it, and it would fall over. What do you guys think you're doing? And folks, listen. I want you to know that the devil, the enemy, demons of hell, they're real. Just as God is real, just as angels are real, the devil is real, the demons are real. And you know what they want to do? They want to be like Tobiah and Sanballat, and they want to whisper into our ears, are you kidding me? Are you serious? You, you're really going to be able to do that. And how many know there's times when the when the, when the demons whisper into the ears of fellow believers, even. 
and try to use them and try to leverage them to whisper, I just don't think it can get done. We've just never done it that way before. I just don't think that we can see things really move forward. You see all the problems that we have. And so what they do is they come against Nehemiah and they come with mocking and they come with scoffing and they come with words of encouragement because what it does, folks, is it plants seeds of doubt. It doesn't plant seeds of faith. It plants seeds of doubt. And doubt leads to unbelief. And then, of course, unbelief leads to inaction. And nothing really ever happens. And, folks, the Satan is this... He doesn't really come up with a whole lot that's new. Did you know that? Do you remember what Satan did when he slithered into the Garden of Eden and he talked to Eve? And what was it that he said to Eve? What was it that he asked Eve? Do you remember that question? Did God really say? And what's the point of the question? The point of the question, folks, is that it creates doubt in the hearts of the hearer. And when you have doubt, it causes unbelief. Did God really say? But can I ask this question conversely this morning? Did God really say to us that no weapon for me will prosper? Is that true this morning? Amen? Yes? Did God really say that we are more than conquerors in Christ? Amen? Did he say that we can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think? Did he say to us that I'll never leave you nor forsake you? Did he tell us that he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it? Did he tell us that, folks? And folks, that is what we need to be turning our ear toward is the promises of God. Because the promises of God, as we sing many times, is yes and amen. So take that, devil. Take that. You see, the enemy comes. He wants to sow doubt. He wants to create an atmosphere of discouragement. He wants to cause people to have hopelessness, live in despair, have downcast look on our face. He wants us to feel defeated every single time and make us look powerless. But how many know this morning that our God is bigger than that? Is bigger than that. But can I, can I suggest this morning, can I suggest this morning that just like Sanballat and Tobiah were delivering words that were sarcastic and they had ridicule and they knew that they would go belong or beyond the ear of just a listener. Because you know what happens? When people begin to use their tongue in a destructive way, it goes into one person's ear and then it goes into another person's ear. And then it goes into another person's ear and so on and so on, like the Revlon commercial. Until the negativity spreads and the gossip spreads and the ridicule spreads, and the discouragement spreads. And after a while, it affects the entire community so that the morale meter is reading very, very low. And that's what the devil wants to do. Because he wants to see this, how he cripples us spiritually. That's how he cripples us in terms of our effectiveness. We're, we're not effective when he does that to us. Because, again, it creates doubt, fear, discouragement, and the like. 
So what does Nehemiah do? Interesting what Nehemiah does. Look at verse 4 with me. And you'll notice one thing he didn't do is he didn't try to get even. Look what he says in verse 4. Hear us, O God, for we are despised. Turn their insults in the face, excuse me, turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight. For they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. One of the things he doesn't do is he doesn't get, try to get even. How many know that that's a default setting that we have in the old sinful nature? Is that when someone rubs us the wrong way, and how many know it happens? That some of the things that we do, man, if I could only do this. I remember when I was a kid, I was the youngest and the smallest boy in my class. And there were guys that would bully, right? And I just remember in my mind, it was bad. It's a bad place to be. My mind was a dangerous place to be. Because I, in my mind, I was the incredible Hulk. And when I got angry, I turned green and big and strong. And if they had us peered into my mind, some of them would have seen their heads through the chalkboards. Of course, that was pretty funny for a guy that was three apples tall. But, but he doesn't try to get even. He doesn't do what Boss Hug said on the Dukes of Hazard when he says, we's got to get them before they get us. Anyone remember that, Joe? Dukes of Hazzard. I'm, 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 yeah, I remember falling asleep at five years old watching that. There's an instinct that we have when people do us wrong, when people oppose us, when people speak against us, and that's to get even. It reminds me of a story of a trucker who went into a restaurant one time. He went into the restaurant and he took his table and he sat down and he ordered himself a real nice burger platter. And as he's getting ready to eat that burger platter, in walks a bunch of motorcycle riders. And they're rough-looking guys, and they're noisy, and they seem to be a little rowdy. And they go over to this guy's table. And when they go over to this trucker's table, they say, Hey, mister, hey, you, we want to sit at this table. And so the trucker, he just has his head down, doesn't say a word. He's just getting ready, getting his napkin all ready, getting his fork. Hey, you, we want to sit at this table. So he's still ignoring. And to get his attention, the leader in the group decides that he's just going to pull the plate over toward himself. And he reaches over, grabs the burger, and he bites into the burger, and he looks into the trucker's face. And he says, mm, 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 isn't this some good? So the trucker quietly gets up from the table, slaps down a 20, quietly walks out the door. And so they're looking at him as he leaves, and they're all chuckling, and they're laughing and going and carrying on. And they decide that they're all going to sit down at the table. And as a few moments pass, the leader says, well, that was some kind of man. He wasn't much of a man. He was pretty... He was a real coward, that guy. Not much of a man wouldn't even defend his table. Owner of the restaurant looks out and says, he wasn't much of a truck driver either. He just cleaned a whole bunch of Harley Davidsons. (laughs) Getting even 
yeah, getting even. But you know what Nehemiah didn't do? He didn't fire back the words. He didn't fire back the ridicule. He didn't try to bless them with a two-by-four upside the head. No. Instead, what he does is he keeps with the team. And Nehemiah goes to the Lord, and he prays to the Lord, because here's the deal, folks, is that the Bible says, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. And so what does Nehemiah do? Nehemiah hands it over into the hands of the Lord. He's, take, he's looking to God. God, you take care of this problem, this problem of opposition. Because how many understand, folks, that it's only God who can change circumstances and change hearts? And so he goes to God. He goes to God. The second thing is that it defeated the opposition of the words because they didn't allow the words to affect their thought life. Look at verse 6 with me, really quickly here. Verse 6, So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all of their hearts. The people worked with all of their hearts. In the King James Version, I kind of like this, the way it puts it. It says that they had a mind to work. They had a mind to work. So what happens when there's negativity? What happens when there's mocking? What happens when people hurt us? You see, when it does, it can influence how we think about situations. It can influence what we think about the future. It can influence what we think about Herself, I remember my wife telling me an episode when she was in school and was asked to share what their dream was for the future. And when she shared the dream for her future, the teacher who should have been inspiring, who should have been someone to cheer her on, said, you will never be able to do that. And how many know that when, you, when certain people say certain things over people's lives, it makes a lasting impression a lasting impression. So I want to just encourage you that when you're using your words, could we do this this morning, that you need to think before you speak. Think before you think, or before you speak. In other words, T, is it thoughtful? H, is it helpful? I, is it inspiring? N, is it necessary? And K, is it kind? Think before we speak. And how many know that when we say certain things to certain people, it can, not, it can either bring life or it can bring death? Because you see what could have happened when they heard these words from Sanballat and Tobiah. They could have allowed it to affect their thought life. It could have allowed them for everything to begin to stop. But the Bible tells us that they had a mind to work. They had a mind to work. Can we say they had a mind to work? Can you say that with me? They had a mind to work. To work. Some people, the word work, you, know, you ever notice work is a four-letter word, and to some people, it's like swearing. Work, it's a bad word for some people. But it's like what John Hagee said. He said, nothing in your life is going to work until you do. He also said that the only time that success shows up before work is in the dictionary. But these folks had a mind to work. Yes, the opposition was coming. Yes, they were ridiculing. Yes, they had sarcasm. Yes, they were trying to plant seeds of doubt and discouragement. But 
they were uh, focused, they had one mind, they had one heart, they were united in the vision, and they had the purpose, and they wanted to reach their goal. And can I encourage us this morning that that's exactly how it's going to get done. That's exactly how it's going to get done. And we made the reference last week to, to Lucy and her, her five digits on her hand and how they were powerful when they came together. We, we, we talked about the wonder pets that were going to save the day because it was going to be through teamwork. Focused, one heart, one mind, united in vision, purpose, and goals. The second thing I want us to notice is that when you have that kind of resolve to push forward, the enemy's going to fight back. The enemy's going to fight back. Our second round came. Well, the intimidation didn't work, so what are we going to do next? Well, we're going to bring a threat. Look at verse 7. This is when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, and the Ammonites, and the men of Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed. They were very angry. Ooh, it's getting worse now. And they all plotted together to come up and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. In other words, when we stand firm against the enemy, the enemy is not going to just curl up somewhere and die. The enemy is going to keep coming. He's not going to tuck his tail between his legs and run away. The attack is going to grow fiercer. And the question is, is are we going to be prepared? Are we going to be prepared to recognize that the work of God that God has called us to do, that there is an adversary, it's the devil, and this is a spiritual battle. This is war. This is serious stuff. And in the text, it tells us that they all plot it together. In other words, they're making plans. They got the maps out, so to speak. They're, they got their, their board, and they got their pieces, and they're, they're making a strategy. This is a militant thing, but I want to to remind us this morning that when the enemy's plans seem like they're good, I want you to know that there is a commander of the Lord's army who's got plans that are better and they're more powerful. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail against her. What are the, we're not talking about literal gates. We're talking about the place where they would plot and they would scheme and they would plan to take down the church. But Jesus says it ain't going to win. Jesus said it ain't going to work. How many know it's not going to work? How many know that on the cross of Christ that Jesus brought the victory? How many know that you've been plundered out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the beloved son? How many know that we have, hallelujah, the end of the book? And if you've read the end of the book, we win. We win. Can you say it this morning? That we win. We are, we will be we will be victorious. And I've said it so many times before. Our names are already on the trophy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our names are already on the trophy. Praise God. Praise his name. Praise his name. The gates will not prevail against her. So, he, so here's what he does. Here's what Nehemiah does. Well, I'm going to park on this just for a moment here. Just remember that when Nehemiah got sent, he got sent with authority. Hallelujah. Right? And it wasn't just because of the king on the earth. This was God's plan. Amen? Are you catching this? See, when, when, when Nehemiah was praying and a burden came, it was a burden from the Lord. Amen? So the Lord 
called Nehemiah. How many know the Lord's called you? He's called you by name. The Holy Spirit has tugged on your heart and he's invited you to come in to his kingdom. Praise the Lord. And it's not just so you get a, a get out of hell free card and wait till the day you die. Did you know that this morning? It's not just to say, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, so hold the fort for I am coming. No, no, no. No, no. Oh, no. No, not at all. He's given us authority for a reason. Just like he gave, just like he called Nehemiah, just like he called Nehemiah, and he gave him authority to go and to do what he was supposed to do. Our Lord has given us authority because he said, all, uh, all authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Now, therefore, now you go in my name. Folks, we represent, did you know that? We represent heaven. Did you know that? Wow, I think we all need badges on. It shows the authority and who we represent. Amen? We represent heaven. We represent the kingdom of God. And we've been called to proclaim and announce and herald that the good news is that the kingdom of God is at hand. And not only are we called to proclaim it and to herald it, but folks, we're also called to demonstrate the reality of it. How do you know the kingdom is here? Well, I'll tell you how you know the kingdom is here. It's because we're seeing love and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. We're seeing people from diverse backgrounds melt together into an incredible family of God. Amen? That's what he wants to cultivate. That's what he wants to produce here. And folks, we have been given the authority to go and to make disciples and to bring them and call them and to help the Lord form this people that he's bringing together. Because I don't know about you, but it's pretty exciting to think that one of these days, one of these days when the Lord comes back, we're going to gather with people from the in past history. We're going to gather with people from all over the world, every nation, every tribe, every tongue under heaven is going to be a part of that wonderful multitude. And isn't it amazing that we have a part to play in that because he's given us the authority and because he's given us the authority and because God is backing this project, hallelujah, he's promised success. So you know, who, who wouldn't want to play on the winning team? Hallelujah. If you could look ahead and say, wow, look at there. This is the year that their name is on the Stanley Cup. Who wouldn't want to get traded to that team? Amen. Who wouldn't want to have their name, have their cup ring? Amen? If you can see into the future, but folks, when you peer into the future, that's where the church is going to be. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm, I feel, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it this morning. I don't know if you're getting it, but I'm getting it, so I'm having a good time. So how did he overcome the threats of the enemy? Well, number one, he prayed and he posted a guard. Because he knew the authority didn't come from Artaxerxes, but it came from the Lord himself. You look at verses 12, 10 and 12, excuse me, so 10 to 12. It says that meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the labors is giving out, and there's so much rubble that we can't rebuild the wall. And also our enemies said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them, and they will kill them, and they'll put an end to the work. So they are afraid here. 
Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times, ten times, bad report. How many know you that bad news travels fast? Ten times. Yeah, I finally get it after three times, you know. This is just coming through. Uh, they phoned me. They texted me. They have emailed me. It's been on Facebook. It's everywhere. People are coming to me. What? Wherever you turn, they will attack us. So here they were. The, their strength was starting to give out. Why? Well, the rubble. And, of course, the rubble is a, a constant reminder of the things that have happened in the past. But how many know it is an overwhelming thing to see all this stuff still needing to be taken care of? And you can, you can, listen, I remember when I was talking to Bud, or a guy back in uh, um, uh, Windsor, and he said he had to do some renovations in his kitchen. And when he looked at everything, he said, where in the world do I start? And so he resolved that he was going to start into a corner, and he was going to work his way around. But how many know when you've got a pile of stuff, you ever see that show Hoarders? Anybody ever watch that? Hoarders? Where do you start? I say just get an excavator. Knock her down. But this is probably what it was like. Where do you start? The rubble is all around us. So they were, they were getting discouraged. They were growing weary, growing tired. Folks, I want you to know there's going to come times when there will still be problems. I remember watching Jim Assembla on, the, on that thing there. And his church grew from 20, 25 people to probably what? I think like something like 8,000. And he said the whole time there was problems. And how many know that if you're a card-carrying member of the human race, you're going to have problems in your life. You can never escape it. You can never escape it. But the thing is, you keep pressing on. You don't give up. The rubble. The constant attack, that was fear. There was fear of a constant attack. Fear that if they kept going, then death might come to them. And of course, it tells us that that bad news spread around the camp ten times over. Ten times over. So here's what happens. Verse 13, what does Nehemiah do? Does he, does he pack her all up and say, that's it, guys, we're done. We're, we're, we're closing up shop. No, no. Look at verse 13. Therefore I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places. Hallelujah. Posting them by families with their swords and their spears and their bows. I'm going to just stop right there just for a moment here and mention this. That there... The enemy has, has, has not gone away. Did you know that? The enemy has not gone away. And can I just say this this morning? We need some people at Maple Street Worship Center to realize that there are still plots and plans. There is still an enemy who doesn't want to see the walls go up. He doesn't want to see it be rebuilt. He doesn't want to see restoration and renewal and revival and so on to happen in this place. So I want, to, I want to put a call out this morning that we need, like Nehemiah Station, we need some people at the low points of the wall. Hello? We need some people stationed on the low points of the wall where there's vulnerability. We need some people to intercede. We need some people with the sword in one hand. Amen? Raised up, say, this is my weapon, this is what I'm fighting, because this is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So we station them. Weak spots. If we want to see things move ahead, 
We need some people who are going to do that, that, they're going to, that they are going to stand upon the promises of God, they're going to meditate upon the promises of God, and they are going to go to heaven and beat on heaven's door and say, here I am, Lord, I'm asking, I'm seeking and knocking, that God, that you will station angels around the low points of the wall, and that the enemy will not be able to breach what we're building. Because we want to see things move ahead. We want to see it rebuilt and restored for your glory. Hallelujah. We need some soldiers that are going to stand firm. We're going to need some people with the belt of truth and the armor of righteousness and the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith to stop those fiery darts of the enemy in his tracks. As I ask the worship team to come back this morning. How many know we can overcome the opposition? The opposition will come. It's not going to just come once. It's not going to just come twice. It's not going to come three times. It's going to come, and it's going to come, and it's going to come. But the way we overcome is we say, no, I'm not listening to the lies. My ear is not a garbage can, devil. And you need to, we sometimes need to be bold enough to tell some of the folks that are around us who are heaping some junk into our ears. And to say, my mind is a sanctified mind. I want the mind of Christ. It's not a garbage can. I don't need your discouragement. I don't need the ridicule and the sarcasm. I don't need to have doubts and fears planted in my heart, but I need to bend my ear toward what the Word of God has to say and stand upon His promises because His promises you can take to the bank. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Because the enemy will try to intimidate and when he, the intimidation don't work, he's going to try to come at us with threats. And we need to remind that enemy, listen, devil, you ain't much because our God is a whole lot better. He's a whole lot bigger. He's a whole lot stronger. He's not the strong man. He's the stronger man. You think you might flex some muscles? Let me tell you, he made the muscles. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, when, when, we, when we rely on our, the power and the promises of God and his character, I really believe they're not going to stop us. They're not going to stop us. You see, the Lord is awesome. You guys can start playing something. Let her rip. <laughs> the Lord is great, folks. How many believe that? He is great. Can you stand with me? He is great and he is awesome. He is awesome. Hallelujah. Our God is awesome. He is great and he is awesome. Therefore, therefore, fight for your brothers. Fight for your sisters. Folks, there's been too much fighting in the church where we've taken daggers and we've done this to the person alongside of us. Amen. And the blood that's been spilled on the carpet isn't the blood of the enemy. It's the blood of our brothers and sisters. But instead, we are called to fight for our brothers and our sisters. We're called to fight those children up there for the daughters and the granddaughters. Hallelujah. How did they overcome? He got them ready for battle and he reminded them. And here's what he says. I want you to end with this. And if I could get somebody to get the kids come back. If I could get the kids come back. I don't know if they see me, but they, I'm telling them to come back. And they're telling me one more minute. You come back when you can. Verse, just listen, verses 8, 15 to 18, I just want to read this. It says, when our enemies heard that they were aware of the, our plot, their plot, and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall 
each to his own work. And it says, half of my men did the work while the others were equipped with spears and shields and bows and armor. And the officers post themselves behind the wall of Judah who were building the wall. And those who carried the material did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders bore his sword at his side as he worked. And look what verse 21 says. It says, so we continued with the work. Did the work go as fast as it did before? No, because they had two hands, one with a brick and one with a sword. And that's what I'm calling us today. There is an enemy and he wants to stop us. And it's time that we say, enemy, you're not going to win. We're going to continue. We're going to continue. We're going to continue on. We're going to see it happen. It's going to happen here because our God is great and awesome. And when we partner with the will of God and we see things move ahead, how many know it's a win in the column of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who's got a brick in their hand? I see that brick. You got a brick in your hand? Hallelujah. That means, that means we're working together. We got a partner play. How many got a sword in their hand? Where's that Bible you got? Come on, let's lift that Bible up. That's your sword right there. That's your sword. Lift that Bible up. Lift it up high. That's your sword. That's the sword of the Spirit. And we're going to fight against a common enemy. Amen? Praise His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Well, I don't even know where to go from here. There's power. Power. There's power. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. You want to sing that? If you want to sing that, let her go. Let her go. Oh, there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there's power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free? Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you are evil, a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood. Free from your passion and pride. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's time. There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There's power. Do you know that song? I went to the enemy's camp. I went to the enemy. You know that one? Do we know that one? I went to the enemy's camp. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. I know it's old. Took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp. And I took 
back what he stole from me. Satan is under my feet. You know that one? You, you know it? You know it well? Is this, is this too old? He's under my feet. You do it what? You do it different. Let Sandy do it. Let her rip, Sandy. We need some people. We need some. Get some kids up here. He's under my feet, right? Huh? He's under my feet. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet, he's under my feet, Satan is under my feet. Oh, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Oh, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my feet. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Oh, I went to the enemy's camp and I. Took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. He's under our feet. Amen. He's under Amen. our feet. Is there anyone here this morning as we, I know it's a time of celebration, but is there anyone here this morning that you would say that I've been, I've been struggling with discouragement? How many would say I've been struggling with discouragement? Let's see a few hands. How about doubt and fear? Doubt and fear. You've been struggling with doubt and fear. And feeling weary. Even in your well-doing, you're feeling weary. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, as your Lord and your Savior. You don't have an assurance that you know Him and you know the purpose of and plans for your life. You don't know what happened if you should close your eyes in death. If, if that's you this morning and you don't know the Lord but you want to know Him, because as I said this morning, when you know Him, you're on the winning side. Is there anybody here that would say that this morning? We just want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. Or is there anyone here? Anyone here? For those that lifted their hands, if we could just take a few moments. It's only 10 to 12. We usually go with 12. But if, um, if you're here this morning, you lifted your hand, or if any of those things I mentioned resonated with you, I just want to take some time to pray together. Can we do that this morning? Can we just take some time to pray together? So if you lifted your hand, if you want to come, and uh, I'm just going to encourage those. Who are, who are here, anyone else, to gather around different folks and just begin to pray that God would, would take care of the discouragement. He would put in courage. He would remove the doubts and the fear, and he would restore a confidence 
and a hope and a faith in the Lord. And that if you're here and you're feeling weary, that he'll renew your strength. Strength will rise Thank as we Jesus. wait on the Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Is there anyone else this morning lifted your hand? Discouragement? Doubt? Fear? Any need this morning? If you have a need and you want prayer, <coughs> any needs this morning? Healing? This is part of the rebuilding. This is part of the restoration. Amen? Hallelujah. So if we can have some folks that would just gather around some of these folks that are coming forward. We just want to pray with them. God would meet these needs. And he would begin to restore these areas in their lives. place and among your people we declare your love that the love of God would be so filled in our hearts that it would overflow and it would move 
across the pews and the, the chairs and it would reach over to our brothers and our sisters, but God, that it would overflow the springs of, of your love and your mercy and your compassion, Lord, that it would just burst forth and it would overflow, that there would be a river that would just flow from this place and this people into the streets of this town and, and that God, that many lives would be transformed because of Father, we thank you for the work that you're doing by your spirit. I can feel it and sense it. You're bringing things together, Lord. And we thank you for the ministry that's taking place right now. As hands are being laid, as prayers are being offered. For those who are dealing with trials and discouragement, doubt and fear, who need healing, who need a a work of restoration in their lives. We thank you for that today, Lord. And Lord, we, we don't want to stop what's happening, but for those who may need to leave, we thank you this morning for coming and we just pray that the Lord's blessing be upon you, you and your home, and that you sense the presence of the Lord here today. And God bless you. Don't leave too soon. I want to connect with you on the way out. Hallelujah.